Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome to the show, Behind the Gates. We're going to discuss Rose Hill for the next uh, 50, 55 minutes or so, and we'll take your text messages on 0419 767 272. Any queries about Rose Hill, any feedback, anything on your mind, let us know. Uh, reach out and be part of the discussion for today's show. The panel today, Darren Flindell, Brad Davidson and Andrew Hurley. We're back together. Uh, the band's back together. And we're excited to get into this meeting and nail the multi today as well. I'll say good morning to Darren Flindell firstly. Darren, welcome back. Good to have you back with us. And, mate, we're pumped up for not only this meeting today, but a big spring in prospect. Yes, let's hope uh, it will eventuate that way. Thanks, Luke. Uh, beautiful day out here at Rose Hill as well. Uh, beautiful winter's day, as good as it could be, really. Very little breeze as well. The rail's out of fairway, uh, seven metres. Uh, up the straight and uh, it's a dry track as well they did upgrade it yesterday from a soft five to to the good four I think we've typically found during the winter Luke these meetings with no rain and dry tracks you've really had to be up in the first half of the field and the fence has been particularly good at the meetings uh, in recent months and I'm sort of going to be tipping accordingly again today. Yeah absolutely Darren Uh, I think you're spot on I think we need to look for Horses racing forward and preferably on the rail, um, but we, you never know, but I think it's a high percentage chance that it'll be a little bit up and in. Now, mate, are you okay? Uh, a few shots fired on form line last night. Chantel Buckley was in good touch, uh, just <laughs> putting a bit of rubbish uh, on you. Uh, what, oh, what was doing? asking me about Barbie. I thought, who's Barbie? <laughs> <laughs> What's all this about? Now, yeah, Shani's got a bit of a, a track record building up now. She likes to pick on the older guys. Oh, she doesn't miss, mate. She doesn't <laughs> yes. miss. Let's uh, say good day to Brad Davidson. Now, I'm forecasting he's going to be flat this morning because he's a mad cricket buff. And Australia just haven't performed in this test, uh, the fourth test. Um, Davo, um, uh, your analysis on horse racing is fantastic, but the cricket analysis uh, has been outstanding through this Ashes series. You've been up and about on Twitter. Uh, are you upset? Is everything all right? Yeah, morning, Luke. Morning, everyone. I'm battling a pretty heavy cold as well, guys. Oh, so, no. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty ordinary couple of days, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, no... Uh, They've been terrible, haven't they? They got the tactics horribly wrong. And look, uh, rain's our best chance here, no doubt. And then uh, if not, obviously all, all systems go to the fifth test. But uh, yeah, we've got to we've got to turn it around. It's been pretty poor. The the tactics are just bolt short all the time. Like have a have a have a different plan, boys. Like when they <laughs> when Bairstow's hit you for the tenth tenth boundary in a row when you when you when you're pitching it uh, straight for the pull shot, try something different. Gee whiz. But anyway. Um, Look, good day of racing ahead at, at Rose Hill Gardens. I've got to get in early before Hills takes a pot shot. I've taken a shorty in the multi, but fair income. I sent an email saying, here's a roughie, here's a shorty. You guys decide. So they're taking the, the shorty. Um, I had a roughie otherwise there as well. But I've got to take a pot him as well, Marlo. I mean, fair income. I, I was driving to work uh, this morning, listening to the radio, and he's blaming you for the multi. You've been away for four weeks. You got your tip home last week. Take some ownership, Hurls. He's not bad, is he, Davo? G'day, Hurls. Not bad at all. Are you, are you finished, Davo? Finished. <laughs> 
Well, come on, Hillsborough, but he's got a point. I mean, you're potting me. I haven't been here. <laughs> it's suited, suited my agenda. No, yeah. no. Um, Politician. Yeah, I, I will withdraw that remark. Oh, um, thank you. Oh, oh, wow. We've been going terrible, but um, no, I said last night on our WhatsApp group, I don't care if it's $2, yep. which it isn't today, um, we need a win. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this in all seriousness, like, we, and I know just through our WhatsApp groups and that, I take it personally. We we really do try and get a get a win, and it gives me the you know what's when we when we don't. We missed by one last week, but anyway, onwards and upwards. Mate, you've been worse than South Ball handling last yeah, night. Disgraceful. Oh, Disgraceful. Oh. Lift. Tim The only thing letting us down last week. Oh, Tim The only thing the only thing I'll say about South last night, yeah, uh, a lot of those things can be fixed. You know, that was it was just a ball handling, and Brisbane played well. I'm not going to say they didn't, but uh, oh, my only concern is the halfback. I don't know if it was it was under uh, riding instructions not to kick, pass, or uh, or to uh, run the ball last night. But anyway, we'll bounce back. We've still got five weeks leading into the finals. Um, text here from Big Red on the text line wanting to ask Davo. Hey, Davo, you're potting the Australian cricket team. Haven't, hasn't been a bad series overall. Gee, you're harsh. What was your top score in your playing days? I, I reckon there'd be a few ducks there. That text for you, Davo. Well, yeah, well, look, we've been good in the first couple of tests. We were lucky to get away with the first one. The second one, we were too good. The third one, we should have won and we threw it away, in my opinion. And then this test, we've been absolutely terrible in terms of the best But score. hang on, what, the, the question was, what was your top score? What was your top score in your cricketing days? 142. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but was story. that against under sixes, surely? No, it's backyard I'll tell, story. <laughs> I'll tell you the story. I actually played against Mark Wood um, in Gold Coast oh. cricket about seven years ago. do me. And made 68 and 24 not out. So there you go. That's something. So hang on. You, you, are you seriously using that as your, the, the hang the hat on? 142 oh, I mean, in backyard cricket. That's my greatest sporting achievement. That's what? my, without doubt. That'll do me, Davo. <laughs> That'll do me too. <laughs> uh, Darren, what have you got to say about, uh, about Davo's criticism of this Australian cricket team? I mean, geez, he's harsh man, isn't he? Well, I was never great at cricket. We used to set two garbage bins up in the street in Ryrie Road and it was a big inconvenience when traffic would come down. We'd ask them to divert and go the other way. <laughs> 100%. Boys, let's get into it. I wanted to. I actually opened the show before the break by saying if you've got anything on your mind, text the show, whatever's on your mind. Well, Sven from Green Point has chimed in here. He said, Luke, you said to text in about anything at all. What's your thoughts on carrying a handkerchief? I still do, and I think it's a sign of a true gentleman. So I'm tipping Davo doesn't carry one. It's also environmentally friendly. My wife disagrees. I'll be carrying one to Gosford races today. That's outstanding from Sven. Darren, what's your view on that? Do you carry a kerchief? Absolutely not. If I, if I need to blow my nose, I'll do it with a tissue and then discard it in the bin. I don't want that dirty thing in my pocket all day. <laughs> what about you, Davo? You, you need one. You need the kerchief. You're off the bridle. You're crook. Mate, I would have needed a thousand handkerchiefs in the last two days. I tell you, just uh, nah, uh, never been a handkerchief man, but uh, Sven is a good listener of the show, so I'm not going to pot it. Hells, just blow your nose on your South jersey if you've got a little bit of a runny Ooh. nose. Conscript's been released too uh, from running at Rose Hill today. It's a late scratching. Was yeah, taken out at nine fifty-seven. Race nine, number six. Conscript out. Been a uh, bit of concern with how good are you going around in the seventh. There was some swelling in its neck. I think 
probably following some treatment a few days ago. Anyhow, the vets have had a look at it here and they've they're passed it fine to run, so all good there. And the only tactic change at the moment is in the fifth, uh, Hewan number four, to be ridden further forward in a midfield position, just bearing in mind it's drawn wide out in the small field. Beautiful, uh, Darren. Uh, appreciate that. Um, John from Penrith, before we get into the, the program, he's just got a general question for the panel. Boys, what's your pet hate? In racing, John's is slowly run races. Um, Davo, you'd have a long list. Uh, is there a, a pet hate <laughs> of yours? <laughs> bad rides. Got to be bad would rides. Have be, would have to be jockey showing zero intent in races. And it just, you, you just, sometimes you just, I mean, I, look, I've got to be a little bit forgiving because sometimes you don't know what the instructions are. And I think a lot of stables get their instructions terribly wrong. Um, when they just tell a jockey to basically go back or ride for cover. Like, what do you want to ride for cover if they're going to go, they're going to walk? The only place you want to be is in front. And we see it so many times, um, jockeys ride for cover instead of instead of intent, and it costs you a lot, a lot of races. And sometimes that's their fault, sometimes it's the stable's fault. DF, yours? Yeah, probably the overplaying of uh, going back from wide draws with horses that are capable of rolling forward. You got one, Hills? Small fields. Absolutely loathe them, yeah. Um, I just you throw speed maps out the door, and yeah, I just hate small fields. I, I think what I said to you a few weeks ago. Um, Tony Brassley used to say to me, "The bigger the field, the bigger the certainty." Mm, I like it, boys. What, mm. what about Marlow? What about what about the ten thousand scratchings every week on good fours as well? <laughs> yeah, that oh. that does that does make you scratch the melon. I oh. mean, there's a lot of options, isn't there, in New South Wales, yeah. which is what's great about racing here. But uh, when you're a form analyst, Darren G, sometimes it just does your uh, head in. Uh, I might get a horse one day and call it seven twenty nine. I despise what I've been waiting days <laughs> for a horse to run. You've got the premium odds, <laughs> and all of a sudden at seven twenty nine a.m. it's scratched for no apparent reason. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there, guys. We've all been there. Let's get into it. Um, First race we'll talk about, I've got a text here from uh, Nick from Newcastle who wishes us good luck for the multi uh, today. So thanks very much, Nick. Uh, We need it. And uh, he wanted our thoughts on Zethus. Horse number one in race number nine, back in class and has the champion Zach on board. What do we think, boys, in race nine? We'll go uh, Davo into Darren uh, and then Hurls can give us a market. Yeah, look, he loves Rose Hill, doesn't he? And that's the key with him today. Uh, he's got good stats at the, the track and distance. I think his recent form's just there, but he gets the claim. We know that's really important. It's gold at this time of the year with Zach Lloyd, um, particularly with Dylan no longer having his claim as well. So that 1.5 becomes really important. You've got to take him on trust a little bit because I, I thought his recent runs have just been fair. But back to Rose Hill, definitely suits. A uh, bit of a spoiler, but Omni Man will be... My selection for the, the multi, look, he's just got to roll the front. He's got to see out 1,100, but he's won at the trip before, and look, he just gets in well. He's going to roll, rail out seven. I agree with Darren. I think it's going to be really hard to make ground and really hard to make ground from the back and wide. You're going to need a, if you want to make ground, you've got to be on the fence, I think, in the run. So mm. um, I think that's going to help him. Just roll to the front and, and be very hard to catch, but I've got Zethus and... Uh, in, in the uh, in the quaddy, um, along with uh, number four, Dragonstone, who I thought could run well too. But Omni-Man for me in race nine. Yeah, I'm Omni-Man as well. I think this just gets a soft lead, particularly now that Rubiquous has come out. Uh, Munitions is the only other one with a bit of toe, but he's rock-hard fit there. Omni-Man just leads with this lightweight. 
and uh, we'll take all the catching. I think for uh, an exact a Dragon Stones, a great chance. He'll be hunting through on the fence, and he's been running really well this preparation. Dragon Stones, my second pick, and I thought our Bellagio miss at bigger odds could go in trifectas, drawn the fence. Might be uh, three. I think she'll be just railing through up the straight, hit the line well, and I'll put Sethus in as the fourth pick, but I think Omni-Man uh, just leads and wins there. Hurls? Mm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the, oh, look, I know it's up in class, but uh, that's a pretty significant weight drop there. Uh, stable is absolutely flying, and uh, yeah, they're back to two. It's into the red now. Now, albeit uh, Conscript's just come out, so full deductions there, 11 by 10, the bopper, Tycoonus, one cent to win, Seven by seven, ridiculous, and conscript seven by eight. Um, having said that, two dollars into dollar eighty. Sweet ride, very, very solid. Now um, we went up as much as fifteen dollars for it early doors, uh, but yeah, four twenty uh, today. Did bottom out at four dollars, back to that four twenty. But looking at the hold on the race, they, they, yeah, they, they, they are backing sweet ride. All right, beautiful. That's a great <coughs> summary, excuse me, of race number yeah, nine. Yeah, I love it, mate. Uh, uh, we've got a, a gentleman agreeing with Sven about the hanky. Yep, I agree. I carry a hanky everywhere I go. And Straw from Glen Innes has um, got a cure for you, Davo, for the for the sinuses. Uh, Davo, a glass of Drambuie straight, quickly consumed, will fix all of your sinuses. That's from Straw. And Drambuie, it looks like it's a... It's a liqueur of some sort, so maybe you'll have to find an alternative. Yeah, we'll have to find an alternative for you. But uh, I think it's a, it looks like a Scotch whiskey, boys. So would that uh, agree with your palate, Darren? A bit of dram buey. If I'm feeling crook, alcohol's the last thing I want to consume. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Fair point. Let's go to race four, boys. So United, uh, a query here on the text line about its chances in that particular race. Obviously, we've got... Uh, man behind the money, uh, a favoured runner here, Darren. But so United, he should run an honest race with the claim. Yeah, with that speed that he's got, he's pretty consistent and uh, and well exposed, and he's much better on the dry tracks as well. So the the conditions here today is going to be very suitable. I like the way that Amy McLucas uh, handled him when successful that day at Warwick Farm. She just let the leader take off. She sort of just sat back about four lengths, conserving energy, and uh, was too good there at the end. So his early speed's going to be a huge plus here today. In all likelihood, he will get down to the rails, and I think he'll probably hold the front as well. But man behind the money is my pick. I think there's some more upside with this. Um, At the end of the 2,000 metres, this was showing no signs of stopping at Randwick last time. And they had to use him up early because he drew 12 there with the rail out. And he went right around the field and and kept up the gallop. So I think you'll see out the 2,400 man behind the money. Got him on top of Wahina Toa, uh, Union Gap on speed, and so united in my numbers as well. Okay. Uh, Davo, any, any thoughts from you? Yeah, look, I got him on top, so United. I, I just thought he was the way to, to play the race um, simply from the fact he's going to be out in front on the rail. I think the Faulkner Park form line's a bit stronger than the, the man behind the money form line. Obviously, he was beaten a length and a half behind Faulkner Park and man behind the money's been winning. But I never like taking short odds about horses that, uh, that um, get the lead and roll along and then all of a sudden they don't get that set up again next start. I think the Marta's a similar kind of profile there in the, in the stakes race um you know last start was an absolute moral and 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 now you're not going to get that soft lead this time i don't think so um man behind the money he's clearly progressive yeah little query on the distance little query on what he's been beating uh, 
I think too risky to really well expose, and so is Kirkaby. So, um, can win, but for me, I'm happy to go with So United to be hard enough to run down. You got any thoughts there, Hells? Yeah, I like what he and Toa. I think third up today. It just, um, yeah, it'll uh, it'll be very fit. Uh, Fifty nine kilos, although now behind the money, what's he carrying? Uh, what sixty and a half with the claim? But yeah, I like what he and Toa to uh, to knock it off today. Shirls texted the show, wanted us to uh, have a chat about uh, race one, number 13, Tinker's Lad. Wanted to know the guy's thoughts on his chances in the midway for an inform Adam Hieronymus. Uh, look, a, a tricky midway, Davo. Does he fit in somewhere here, Tinker's Lad? Yeah, he does. He, he fits in well on the uh, on, on the ratings, that's for sure. Um, been going quite nicely, this preparation. My, my concern is... is just where where he uh, gets to does he does he roll? I mean, I know he's got speed, so he probably gets across on speed somewhere. Um, but you know, does he find the rail? It's a little bit of a query. I, I'm thinking that rail, and until I see anything different, I'm, I'm giving it a one to two length advantage. So for me, the the one that I know Darren found this on Formline the other night as well, smart little miss. I, I thought she was the way to play the race here. I mean. You go back to her form line, she is in a midway, and she's beaten Kentucky last preparation. She's beaten Wallaby, who went down to Caulfield and, and won. And then this, this prep, she's come back and uh, through the outside over a 1,000 metres at Warwick Farm, rattled home producing the best last 400 of the day. He ran third behind Omni Man and Insurrection, both multiple Saturday City winners since, outstanding form. And then was four weeks between runs, 1,000 to 1,300, hit a, hit a wet track, and hit the line well when getting shuffled back. I think today they've got to be aggressive. They've got to try to find that uh, fencing run. And if they do, I think she's uh, a good chance at each way odds. She was my value player of the day. Yeah, there's a lot of speedy. That's uh, why I'm not really um, giving Tinker's Lad much of a chance, having drawn on the outside of Zorro Cat and Sumo Star in particular. I thought they were the ones that would be right there. Diamond Diesel will probably just hand up, and it might be the first to get down to the fence, Diamond Diesel. But, yeah, smart little miss. I'm quite keen on her. If she can just be in that first half of the field, I'm going to put her in our multi today because I've never seen her run a poor race. I can't see her missing the top four. And I think she's a really good each way bet at the $13. Okay, nice, Darren. Um, Hurls, any thoughts there before we move on? Um, no, not really. I was, um, I really like the win of um, Cream Rises at Kemmler Grange. I've just had a look at the replay again of its last start where it's beaten into, what, 12th spot. Probably had to do a bit of work, but I was just interested to see a bit of money for it this morning too. $26 into $13, so... If it continues to trim up, I might have a little bit of an each-way play on it. Okay. <clears throat> Beautiful, mate. Uh, understand that. Um, a text here from Snackers in Canberra. Snackers. Snackers. He's asking you if you've got uh, a longie for him, Hurls. I'll read the text. Lads, Matty Dale's thing in the highway. Al Jemina. Fourth up now over the trip. Uh, race three, number 15, that is Al Jemina. Any takers from the panel... And hey, Hurls, I'm hurting after the Raiders went down last night, brother. I'm in serious need of a pick-me-up. Got one at odds for me. That's from Snackers, Hurls. I'll give you first bite there. Oh, I wonder if Snackers uh, backed Radiohead in the, was it the Maruri Cup last week. Oh, my, oh, it was last Friday. I walked into a surf club and I looked up and at one. I was absolutely filthy. <laughs> uh, Inside joke there? Or no, well, he's a, he's a big Radiohead oh, fan okay, as gotcha. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as I said, in in that, uh, which race were we looking at again? Well, we'll was talk about the, the highway now because yeah, the highway. Yeah, that was what Snackers wanted to discuss. Um, well, how's it mean? It's twelve dollars. 
Jay Ford takes the ride. Let's have a look at uh, it. Uh, 11 to 12. And, yeah, wouldn't uh, wouldn't steer away from it. The one that they did back early there was uh, Moonreader. $31 into 19. Tim Martin, as uh, uh, Darren will attest, when there's a bit of money for a Tim Martin horse, you always uh, mm. stand up and take notice. Yeah, you do, don't you, Darren? Certainly do. I've got eyes for the top one here, Eagle Mont. Now that Matt Dunn knows fully relocated back to Mwillimbar and is eligible for these highway races, this is a um, a Metro winner in Melbourne at uh, at Sandown. It's one. It goes into this off a rating of 82. And uh, after the claim's got 57 and a half, it's got the same weight as uh, just the the fully trenched. Highway class horses. I just think Eagle Mont uh, will be better than these. Just hope, uh, and I could see a scenario. This is over the fifteen hundred. Zach Lloyd will get behind the gates. He'll probably give it an extended warm up as he likes to do and build up the revs. And I hope Eagle Mont can uh, be in a forward spot there on the fence. I think he's a pretty good bet in the highway. Uh, I get nervous when I find one in a highway and I like it. <laughs> understand, Darren. Understand. Uh, what about the pain? I went through a few weeks ago with uh, Melody again. Um, Oh, I just was no. lifting like it was going to blast oh. on by, and oh, it took me a few races to recover after that. But anyway, Dave, oh, um, did you think it had got there? I wasn't sure on the line, but at the hundred, yeah. I'm thinking, yep, oh, you get, it was going you're going to, yeah, you're going to sweep past. So uh. we sort of cured our highway curse because it was a leg of the multi, and and obviously she ran second, so that that helped us there. But um, yeah, there are. They're a, a different beast at times, but I think this is a strong one, Davo, uh, as far as the overall quality. I think this is a good highway today. Yeah, it's a tough game sometimes, isn't it? I agree with this. She's going to win easily there at the 100 metres last time out. Look, I was 7-1 and one here, Burrandana and Eagle Mont. Um, Burrandana's been the, the eye-catcher the last couple, gets in better at the wakes this time versus Chase My Crown and... I think the keys is how the track plays there. We know Eagle Mont's going to find the fence. He is a horse that needs a bit of room. Um, but generally speaking, if the fence is on fire, they'll open up the gaps because those off the fence won't be going well enough and it'll allow those gaps to open as a result. So um, the claim's smart. Um, Darren's touched on how well-weighted he is under the set weights conditions here. And, uh, yeah, Baron Dana and Eagle Mont, I thought, were the main two, hopefully the only two that I could really steer punters towards. Yeah, okay. That's the highway. Um, on that text about Alja Minor, I think she's in the mix. Um, but like the guys touched on, uh, just the negative map, if, if they can't run on, we'll probably have a good idea by race three. But she, she does appear to be uh, uh, better ridden that way. So she's sort of one-dimensional in that way of things. Uh, text here for you, Davo, on Lady of Luxury in race number eight. Um, one of our listeners, Owen from Bondi, he's uh, secured... $26 about Lady of Luxury. Could you ask Davo about it for me, Luke? Couldn't understand the early price. Davo, any thoughts there? Well, you just try to get those overs, and that's the main thing, and long-term, that'll that'll look after you. So, uh, look, she's been going well. She's got a nice turn of speed, doesn't she? And this race is up for grabs. I think there's a, there's a stack of chances, really, and it gets the shades on the first time. Um, hopefully, she can be a little bit closer than she has been of late, but Look, um, you know, she's, she's really gone to a, a new level, this preparation, winning a benchmark 94, and her, her last two at stakes grade has been more than meritable. So um, definitely a, a hope, and um, at those sort of odds, you'd like a ticket for sure. So good luck to that listener. Um, I, I've landed on Steely, but this is the only one that I've kind of gone against my sort of thought the whole day in, in that, you know, you, you don't want to be circling wide. I just went, well, 
big odds during the week, I'll just go with him as a result. I, I like the cardiac arrhythmia last time out from a betting perspective. Obviously, I don't want horses to have cardiac arrhythmia, but they generally bounce straight out of it. The market under under race the next time out. So he, he runs part of that with super four this, and he gets in really well at the weight. So if it's a fair track, I thought he could run well. Samana's going to have plenty of uh, admirers. As I said, I just... Last start was just everything that could go right went right. It was just one leader in the race, the best horse by country mile, and it was always going to win that race easily. And it's priced off that, where now you, you go up in grade, you're not going to get a lead, in my opinion. So for me, I've just got to be a little bit, not negative, but um, a little bit cautious on Samana here. Now on the topic of Lady of Luxury, I like the fact the blinkers go on her, and I think the pace is going to be good with Resonator, Samana, and uh, tactic change. Well, it's probably not really a, a big tactic change uh, with, with Hosier. I think most would have expected from this good gate today they'll be using that. Hosier will be going forward, and old Ruby Tuesday, if she jumps well, she's going forward. So you know what Ruby's like. She's hit and miss, but when she does jump, she really does accelerate and go forward. So there's the potential here for a really strong pace. Um, so I'm sort of talking myself out of the one I committed to on Thursday with Resonator, not knowing if Samana's coming into it. Mm. I've got Resonator on top, but I think my each-way play in the race will be Lady of Luxury here. Uh, Barbie's Fox would appreciate that strong speed running on, but her problem is she's going to be well back in the field. And, uh, and Samana going forward, determining her own luck. It's not really a race I want to play in. I think I'd just be happy to have an each-way ticket on Lady of Luxury. Okay, Darren. Um, Hurls, uh, what are they backing here? Have they sort of settled on any horses in particular? It's a tough race, isn't it? Um, well, the favourites, well, resonated Barbie's Fox. Barbie's Fox probably been the best backed, despite the fact Samana uh, is the favourite at 350. It looks a dart job to me. I was going to have something each way on Bonnie Ezra. I've never done that in my life and possibly won't again after this, uh, after today. But yeah, I thought it was all right through the line. Leitner has one uh, second up. Not the most reliable commodity, but gave it some sort of chance. And Davo, just on being able to run on, I know you've sort of touched on it throughout the, the show already, but uh, seven metres Rose Hill, historically, um, what what does the data say about this rail position? Yeah, we've only had, I think, three data positions in this uh, position in the last two years, Luke. One was, if you weren't on the fence, you had zero chance of winning. It was as, as, bi- as big a bias as you could see. The other one was a very strong fencing run, and the other one was a slight fencing run advantage. So... Odds are it's going to be some advantage. It's just trying to work out how much. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard, isn't it? It makes it tricky doing the form early because you, you've got to be really cautious um, of those sort of not on the fence. And then you've got to be a little bit cautious giving them too much of a positive as well just in case it doesn't play like that. Mm. I just wanted to go back to um, race... In fact, we haven't talked about it yet, we, but we must. We must talk about race seven. Uh, query for Darren... Uh, and I had similar thoughts, I've got to say, when I was doing the, the Rose Hill preview and I, I read the great man's selections. Uh, he's found a special in this race. And the Badger from Newcastle wants to know, Darren, what do you know about Noble Conqueror? Hard to have, <laughs> but I'm, I'm consistently wrong. Um, I, was, I was stunned. Uh, it's, when not, this was, it's not my best. It was, a, it was, a, was it a special or the best value? No, no, no value. Ah, no, The yes. value bet. Okay, yes. okay. See, that asterisk <laughs> no, is misleading. A, it's misleading. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not a complete lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Well, give us your case because, look, he's been – he's much maligned. He promised so much early and he's he sort of promised the world mm. delivered an atlas at this stage. But he's got the ability there. He's just got to apply himself, Darren. 
He probably got me in. Uh, I caught two of his trials just trucking through the yes. line. I thought, oh, surely this has got to be his preparation. And then we get to race day, gates open. Oh, made an absolute meal of the start and was four lengths last and then held up in the straight. I, I just want to give him another chance uh, because there's so much speed in the race. Um, there's a lot of horses that are all going to be handy. And how good are you, I guess, will press on from that wide gate as well and, uh, and try and get across. So I was just banking on the fact that they would go hard in this. And as we get into the second half of the day, the track might just open up a little bit. And he's just a horse he's been on my radar. I'm very impressed with Charlton Lane. That was an enormous win coming from seemingly an impossible spot turning for home. But he did get the rails runs here at, at Rose Hill. And uh, they put a stack of money on that uh, on the English import that day. And they got it absolutely spot on. So, yeah, each way ticket Noble Conqueror. But I think the favourite Charlton Lane's uh, rated 71 here. But I think there's plenty of upside in his rating to come. Yeah, we'll, we'll elaborate on him because Stephen wanted to know about uh, Charlton Lane as well. Um, but Hurls, Darren assures us he's not a complete lunatic there. I'm still on the fence uh, on that particular topic, but uh, it's, a, it's the value play today, Noble Conqueror. Yeah, well, it's um, what price are we now? It's been 16 into 12, so it has been money, actually, for it. Um, it looks one of those races. Charlton Lane, to my eye, could just come out and absolutely blow them away. But apart from that, I suppose you could give a case to a few runners. David, what do you think of Kangaroo Court? Yeah, oh, look, an uh, on-speed runner that, um, you know, the stable, as you said earlier, Hills, are absolutely flying and um, would need to probably lift a little bit off that straight ace of form chain of gold. That mount was horrible at Taree the other day, but probably too bad to be true. So, look, would need to improve a touch, but uh, I don't see the extra trip being too much of an issue. His mother won at 1,600 metres, so I think, um, you know, Gay Waterhouse up in trip is always a positive as well. So, definitely not hopeless, um, I landed on Topham Capitalist, but not really a, a horse, um, you know, in hindsight. I think if it's a fair track, short and lane wins, but you're getting a short price to, to find out uh, at this stage. Because um, if it's spent in run, he, he's not going to start that price. He's got to drift as a result. So I think he's too good for them if it's fair. Um, but if it's obviously fenced in run, he's going to be in a, in a really tricky spot back and, and trying to make ground wide. How good are you? I'm not sure how good uh, is this horse, but um, was very stylish there on debut and, and must be respected as well. So, look, I'm, I'm kind of left with token capitalist, but um, if it's a fair track, uh, Jordan Lane is, is clearly clearly the, the one to beat, guys. I've got to hit the, hit the road, but um, best bet for me uh, today, I've gone with Omni Man, but look, I think you'd want $2.10, $2.15 to play personally, and... Um, I'm with Darren. I think the best play of the day there today is in the first, the smart little miss. Um, I think she's uh, good each way value, and um, I think she'll run really well in the first, guys. Super, mate. Have a great day. We'll pass on your multi-leg selection in due course. Brad Davidson signing off. See him on Sky Racing 1 today. I hope Mardo's got the mask, uh, Darren. Uh, yeah, he's, yes. he's off the bridle, Davo. <laughs> yeah, take the mask, the hanky. Uh, yes. Kangaroo Court, I have to say, I reckon he's the best named horse running at Rose Hill today uh, with the damn... Been no evidence needed. <laughs> yeah, right. Very <laughs> good bad. work. Darren, yes. is it fair to say he jumps a few grades today, Kangaroo Court? Ah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it's a big leap, isn't it, uh, for him having won a maiden, then being beaten in a class one at Hawkesbury, and now coming to a benchmark 72 on Saturday. That's a big leap. Yeah. Um, uh, the one he I might have to say. Skip I w- to the front. 
<laughs> yes, well, him in the stable, mate. Uh, that how good are you? I have to say, I I thought there was something there trialed at Canterbury, and they just buried it in the pack. It mm-hmm. looked quite deliberate, and then race day they put a. A stack of money on it. It's SP to dollar eighty-five, and I liked her style up the straight. You know, horses just run in; they're all over the place at Hawkesbury. New horses. She just went straight as a gun barrel. She looked really professional, didn't she? Uh, Good j- action. Just might be an Oaks filly. Uh, I know. Yes. I know it's a, uh, obviously early days, but uh, actually, no, she won't be. No, she won't be because she's no, three. Of yeah, three she's now. four. She's three now, so um, we'd have to break a few rules to run in an Oaks. <laughs> But you know what? I, I made the mistake of thinking it was a gelding uh, watching the video because uh, I haven't seen her in the flesh, but she just looked like a monster out in front in that, Darren. Um, just mm. the way it dominated the race. I'm not sure if she's big or not. It's just That was just uh, something that sort of grasped me uh, watching the video. That beautiful action that you said, just bounding over the, uh, the turf and on the line, the softness of the wind, I, I think... Uh, you just don't know because she went so slow in front and it was just a bit of a dash home and she hasn't run the time, how will the market handle that uh, late? But I think if she stays solid, you'd certainly want to be wary. And Gay and Adrian have had just such a good season that anything they throw a saddle on that's lightly raced, I I want to be cautious, Darren. Well, you have to be. It's, uh, they've been outstanding with their two-year-olds. Their, their strike rate's just been phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of upside with this filly. It's, uh, it's an interesting benchmark 72 race. It's, it really uh, is. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's going it's to be fascinating because Charlton Lane, yes, um, deserves to be favourite. But will, will conditions work for him today? We'll know by race seven. I think he could be a big drifter if it's sort of up and in because he doesn't appear to have the tactical speed. Uh, we've made the case for Kangaroo Court. Darren's discussed Noble Conqueror. I think he's definitely that sort of nought on the roulette wheel type horse that um, if he if he turned up and knocked you off, you'd go, oh, well, it doesn't shock me, but it, it might hurt if you've been on him a few times throughout his career like I have. Is is the money drying up for this favourite hurls or is it still sort of just trickling through at this stage? Uh, apologies, mate. I was just looking at another market. Which race, sorry, buddy? Still on race seven, just talking about Charlton Lane because he's been well-backed already, yeah. hasn't he? Well, yeah, he has. Two, yeah. four, and he was years. really, really well-backed that day when he won as well. Mm. I, that, that was oh, a big yeah. go. Yep. Yeah, it was a huge go, actually. Um, look, it's been $2, got the 250 It's back to $240. Uh, so, oh, yeah, Noble Conqueror, Darren. It's got some fans. Uh, $16 into $12 today. Uh, but I can't see them taking short lane on too much more, but Tim Ryan may tell us otherwise. Yep. be interesting to see what he says about it. Um, I think he'll have a firm opinion on, on track pattern. Uh, one listener was wondering where Davo gets that track pattern data from and if it's available uh, to the public. I would assume that, um, I mean, it is available in the sense that you could go back and find those rail positions, it'd be quite tedious unless you had a, a database that would just sort of spit out the seven-metre Rose Hill rails. Is there... Uh, is Dave, there a... I'll give it, Dave, I'll give it to you. You'll just charge you about a 1000 bucks a meeting, that's all. <laughs> 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 oh, what a reaction there from Wayne well, he's, so, he's so tight, he's closed, Dave. <laughs> yes. Well, so that, to, I, I don't think I've really answered that question to that listener, but, like, yes, the information's out there. You just have to go searching for it, but as far as getting it quickly and instantly. I think um, there's there's certain databases that would provide that, um, but uh, I'm not 100% sure how Davo, uh, Davo gets it. But um, I think that what he told us, guys, is that 
history says in the last few years, definitely being on the fence will be no disadvantage. It'll be the opposite. It'll be some sort of advantage, just how much. Uh, just jumping. Think, sorry, Darren, go. I, I just think every meeting we've had at Rose Hill this year, having been such a dry year overall, mm-hmm. if we've been on the good tracks, it, it's been fence all year here. Well, last time I was there was the... What did Animo win, Darren, sitting? Why was it the rider or the George Main? I just always... The the rider. The rider, yes. that's yeah, right. Yeah, raced very wide that day. I watched that race from about the two, oh, 300 metre mark high in the grandstand. And the the sharpness of that final bend really struck me. And I was watching him come around three wide. And I just thought, no, you're cooked. There's no way you could sit out there and do that. And it takes a champion... Uh, to overcome a wide run there at Rose Hill sometimes, regardless of the rail position, because that, that bend and, and turn down the side, they're, they're turning all the time. So if you are caught a little bit deep, you're having to do so much extra work, Darren, to hold your place. Mm. And I often find, uh, from a calling point of view here at Rose Hill as well, quite often you see horses get to the outside and they're launching an attack and you think they're going to be right in the finish. Then the next minute they've been beaten about three or four lengths. You think, you, you sort of you get dirty on yourself for overplaying the fact that it was running on on the outside, but it's it's quite often a trend here. They, they loom, but they just don't go on with it. Yeah, and I reckon... They, ju- they just struggle wide out. I reckon that comes down to they... The exertion of the effort to make up the ground on the bend, it tells on mm. them the last little bit. Whereas Ramwick, mm. you can sort of wait a little longer before you produce your horse because you've got the, the, the big open roominess of, of Ramwick track and the bend is is not as sharp. So, yeah, great insight there from yourself, Darren, on that. And I've been guilty of that before, thinking, oh, here comes my horse, I've got them here, and next minute you're on fifth beaten three lengths. <laughs> yes, it's very deflating. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, I, I noticed a bit of money for how good you are as well in the last half hour. Look, it ain't one of made it at Hawkesbury, but did it very, very comfortably. Yeah, it was all style, Darren. How good you, How good are you? Mm, yeah, we'll see uh, how good it is uh, today there, because it's probably going to have to do a fair bit of work to clear the pack. Yeah, exactly mm, right. Nine, yeah. That's race seven. Uh, we've covered on off on that pretty comprehensively. I think it's a, a real highlight of the card there today, uh, that particular race. It's certainly interesting. Uh, a few more texts here. We jump back to the last, uh, an earlier message about Glint of Silver, uh, who runs around there. He's a horse that's sort of flown below the radar most of his career, guys. Um, I know a lot of form experts have made a strong case for Kalino here in the last as well, but I might get you read, Darren, on Glint of Silver, and then Hurls can tell us what they're backing. I like Linda Silva's trial at uh, Warwick Farm. They worked this three-year-old over 1,200 metres. He led up and he won the trial under a hole with Jay Ford uh, partnering him there. His winning form has all been on the dry track, so that's a, a real plus. But, yeah, Kalino got me in. Um, absolutely trucked to the line in his trial at Ramick on the 14th of July. And uh, I thought that was good work. His best form, or he's always produced good form here at Rose Hill, and he's got a good fresh record as well. So that that drew me in, but I've got a lot of respect here for much, much better. The only thing that worries me about much, much better, I I sort of liked him first up as well, and he ran a terrific race against We Will Rockets. His second up stats are nowhere near as good as his first up stats, but I just think much, much better will be right up there on the pace and controlling his own fortunes. And the fact that Samana's withdrawn from race 10, I think, is a a little boost there for much, much better, not having to do so much work up on the pace. Agreed. Kalino has been the best back runner on the card. It's in the 440 now, 750 earlier. Uh, I said earlier when we're doing the preview, I, every person I asked what they like oh. at Rose Hill on Saturday has been for Kalino. 
Um, was this really 7.50 this morning? Uh, let me go again. I didn't say this morning. Let me have a look. No, it wouldn't have been 7.50 this morning because it was... Um, On opening, I think uh, it was, yeah. Yeah, no, you could have got 7.50 this morning, yes. Oh, wow. I, it wouldn't have lasted long, no way in the world, but uh, peaked at 4.40, back to $4, back to 4.40, but I'm just looking at the hold on the race, and uh, it has been really well-backed. Always worries me when everyone is tipping one horse. It's, um, anyway, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we go open the multi now, and let's run through it. The dividend today is $5. Race 1, 11. Horse number 11, Smart Little Miss. Race 2, number 1, Inhibitions. Race 5, number 8, Watergo. I've gone for it. And race 9, number 8, Omni Man. Maximum bet, $50 today, $5 is the dividend and it has just opened and you'll find it under sports and today's offers on the website and racing racing offers there on the app so get involved there uh it'll close probably pretty quickly so uh yeah and we are dead set to uh we sure are uh, i'm confident today guys what do you think Dan? yeah it looks pretty safe i reckon Oh, uh smart little miss inhibitions yes what it goes yes omni man yes Yep, I'm going to hit uh, send on this bet. Yep. Yeah, love it, Darren. Get involved. Lock it in. Lock and load. Yeah, let's go, boys. Uh, let's get it today. And, and good luck to all the listeners who take the multi as well. Uh, let's uh, let's all ride it home together today. We've got a few questions about race number six today at Rose Hill as well. Um, two horses that have been mentioned on the text line, Acapella Sun and also uh, Tashi in that particular race, guys. Um, so, Darren, I might get your read on those two. And Hurls can tell us... Uh, if this wave rider boy is softening up, because if this track is a little bit inside today, it's going to it's going to take one of the great steers from Jay Collett to get this home from Barrier Twelve. Yes, he might just drag it right back uh, out of the gates and go over towards the inside and ride for luck on Wave Rider Boy. I've got too much uncertainty about this. I think the favourite is a risk uh, because of that draw, because I just don't know where Wave Rider Boy is going to end up. But she's definitely the the in form runner of the field. Acapella Sun gets back. Um, well, she's in great form. I'll give her that, uh, Acapella Sun. If Amy McLucas can get the right spot there and clear running, she could be a winning chance. I've gone with uh, Lady Brooke, number three, though. Um, if, if Sam Clipperton can just get her into a spot, it might be her turn today. I think some of her runs this preparation have been great. Last time she was off the track really, really wide, and she just turned it up in the straight and dropped out. But I think with a bit of cover there, waiting for the last crack, Lady Brooke could be a bit of a chance. But uh, my least favourite race of the day, I think. Okay. Oh, Principessa will be running on, no doubt. Mm. What did you think, Hurls? And what are they backing, more importantly? Yeah, I suppose the query is Acabella somewhere it gets to, but, um, yeah, I was pretty keen on it. Um, it's one of the better betting races on the car. We've got 370 uh, Wave Rider Boy, uh, $7 to six fifty Acapella Sun, and holds more money than the favourite. Principessa, eight fifty to $7. And we go to Tashi, uh, six fifty to seven fifty. I can tell you we've ridden some bets for running bear today. Um, Look, it's 17 to 18, back to 17, so they're letting you on. But uh, dollar-wise, we've back a, uh, taken a fair few bets on it. I know uh, Ashley Morgan comes to town to ride it and has, uh, well, it's pretty much been ridden by Ashley Morgan throughout its career, but uh, did win on it at uh, Scone in a trial recently. Yeah, you're spot on. All right, that's race number six. Uh, uh, text there from Ross about Tashi. It's his best today, so good luck to you, Ross, uh, as you back it. Uh, a, a listener 
Honky wanted to know, Darren, if you're backing Tony B. Have you seen uh, Tony oh. B's in in Brisbane? Oh. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I was just putting the indicator on to get the James Roos drive exit and I heard Paul Joyce's preview, Tony B. I thought, oh, thank goodness you're up there today out of, <laughs> <laughs> out of our sight. Uh, get out of my sight. Is that a no? Yes. Uh that's a no. <laughs> yeah, you've brushed uh, him. To, well, to be honest, I don't know the quality of the opposition uh, and what price he is, actually. So, but well, no, I don't. Things will have to be going really bad here at Rose Hill for me to even entertain that uh, scenario. Well, he's early well, in the day by the looks, guys. Uh, where is Tony? Race two. Race two, Doombin. Uh, That's in an hour and 43 minutes, uh, Darren. Well, we've had, we've had Battle Tom win. We've had Brutality win. In the last couple of weeks, horses that have uh, had the divorce papers within in a few years, the last few years. I am lethal. Well, I got it right on um, on Wednesday, uh, but yeah, Tony B, forget it. I you actually... got I am lethal, right? What do you mean? You're potting it? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. So I potted Battle Tom when it won. <laughs> I potted Brutality when it won. And I am lethal on Wednesday, yet potted it. I think it finished last, so something might have been a miss. But, yeah, oh, you can just, uh, there's just a few horses running around at the moment that I just can't stand the sight of, and Tony B's blowing <laughs> through up there. Gee, that is a ruthless summation. Poor, what, what has Brutality ever done to you? You've, you hammered him well, and hammered him, and now he's won a race, and you're still getting into it. Well, he's subsequently been retired, actually. Oh, is he um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that during the week, yep. Um... Uh, well, I backed him in the Villiers, and yeah, I won thought, it. you know, he, he won, won it really well. And you've just been bagging him ever since, do you? Well, That's because nasty. he's had 18 runs since then, and until last week, and fired a shot. Because his benchmark went through the roof, mate, and he's a backmarker. He's run some what good races. With it. It's just cost me a lot of money, Luke. Hey, so, I, you know. I got crucified, Darren, for this. Uh, I, I don't know if this is, uh, if I just had an out-of-body experience, and maybe I shouldn't have coined this phrase, but I, <laughs> just as a throwaway line... Um, as he lumped the 62 kilograms, the Group 2 winner of a million dollars along in the run, I just threw throw away line. Brutality, the war horse back behind those. Well, didn't that stir a few up? I, I mean, geez, he, he's a pretty tough horse, a uh, Group 2 winner, but oh, he's not deserving of the war horse tag, apparently. Well, I think from an owner's point of view, oh. he's been all right to them. He'd be a war horse if you owned him. I think he's a war Absolutely. horse. Absolutely. What yes, do you think, Hells? Well, you hate him. Is he a war horse? Well, I don't hate anyone um, or anything. <laughs> well, there's a couple of exceptions, but I won't go there. Um, <laughs> oh, look, yeah, if you own him, absolutely. And, you know. What about um, just in general? He's a bit of a war horse. He's a tradesman. He's been around chipping away, uh, turning up and running well he, all the time. He's turned it up. I know that much. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been a couple of years since he won. But anyway, good, good on the connection. No, it's been a couple of weeks. I won't go on it. And it's been a couple of weeks since he's won. Yeah. Well, we won't see him again. So no, I, I can't believe that they retired him. Good on them. Yeah, Good I'm on them. Ninety-nine percent sure I saw that during the week on Twitter. Okay. Well, Twitter's a good source. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't go off early there. We, that's not confirmed. Uh, if Joe Pride's listening, he might be able to let us know. But um, anyway, moving on from him. Uh, but, yeah, I copped it there uh, for that. But anyway. Yeah, I've just checked here. It has come up as retired on uh, Racing New South Wales. Oh, well, there one... you go. There's research. Ah, oh, brilliant, Hurls. You're on it. Well, uh, you know, we, we farewell a racing champion. Uh, we farewell brutality to, to Daddy. <laughs> They'll fire maybe, maybe, it should, maybe you should lead him out to the Villiers this year. Yes, maybe I'll yeah. stick with Warhorse. Uh, what else, boys? Jeez, he's only six as well. That is interesting that pulled the pin. Yeah. Was he a gelding? Yes. Yeah, six-year-old gelding. I actually yeah, thought okay. he must have been a bit older than that. Hmm. Might have just had a lot yeah, of tough racing. 
He's such a war, a war horse, Darren. You could be yeah. forgiven for thinking he's a bit older. But if he's pulled up sound, we don't know if he had an issue or not, but if he's pulled up sound, I commend the ownership group for that. He's gone well, out, he did, he's, he, he did um, uh, I know Joe did suggest before that run, he may only have a couple more runs. So they're obviously looking after his well-being. And Joe Pride's one of my favourite trainers. So. Oh, yeah, great trainer. Yeah. Uh, I commend them for retiring him out on a high. Uh, what a way to go out, winning under 62 and driving at the line. Uh, brutality. Uh, what else tickles your fancy on this card, Darren? Uh, race number two is is interesting. We had a query about inhibitions uh, on the text line. I think that was from... Um, Fat Man, yeah, it was from Fat Man. Uh, morning, boys. Any chance the top weight will start favourite in race two? It'll be winning, uh, says Fat Man. And look, I don't disagree. It's my leg for the multi, as we've heard this week. And I think she's... Darren, I know you would have seen that trial and you would have got a little bit uh, excited. Mm, oh, it was yeah, lovely. out at Hawkesbury. Yeah, great work. Near last turning for home and just trucked through the line under a good hold as well. They did stretch her out to a mile at a last run and she was too keen there and pulled up lame as well. Yeah, that trial suggests that she's ready to go. She's got the gait. She's got enough pace to, to take up a spot. I think she'll probably just sit right behind the favourite Talmina there and give a really good side. I was disappointed Los Padres pulled the pin this morning. I was giving it a little chance, but maybe this race is a little bit rich and we'll get her later in the week. But, yeah, big chance inhibitions. They're backing at Hurls. It's trimming up three fifty now. What price? What price is Zach Lloyd and the jockey challenge today? Yeah, one seventy. Very strong early. Price. Yeah, okay. one seventy. Yeah. You're not thinking of having a jockey challenge bet, are you, Darren? No, no, not not at odds on. No. Betting odds on for me is like drinking craft beer. <laughs> There's some awful ones. Awful craft beers about. Uh, some of them are just oh. too fruity and. Uh, doesn't even taste like a beer. But anyway, I'm sure a lot of people out there love them and, and good on you. Are you still off it? Yeah, I am, gentlemen. I'm, I What's am, that, 22 days? I'm 22 days without a drop. Well done. It's tough. But I, feel, I don't feel any different, boys. Yeah, well, there's your answer. Yeah. I, I feel... <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, maybe I'm better off having the edge off. But no, I just, I just thought freshen up uh, on the back of uh, an arduous campaign uh, abroad. And uh, no, it's going well. Um, I think it it doesn't hurt from time to time. I'm sure everyone's had a little spell here and there, but um, springtime when it gets a little bit warmer, I'm, I'm sure I'll be back, Darren. Yeah, nothing wrong with a little spell, I guess, if uh, if you're that way inclined. Mm. Uh, apparently, what's your maximum spelling uh, days, uh, Darren? Uh, typically, what's three your record? To four. <laughs> Yeah, three or four. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, there was a period, I think two months might have been the record. Yeah. Wow. Oh, was look. that when you were 14? <laughs> <laughs> no, typically three or four days is considered a spell, a freshen yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. boys. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, apparently, thanks to this listener, no name on this one, but Brutality is retired. He lives with his strapper now, Lily. Lily's got brutality. Um, oh, how good. How good. Yeah. So, uh, and another one here, bring back sticks. Uh, that's, of course, Anthony Manton, who's been doing the show so well the last couple of weeks. So, that listener, I'm sure he will be back uh, at some stage, but you're stuck with old mate for now. Do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's, uh, that's been a great show, guys. Um, we've got a few minutes left to maybe cover off on a, a couple of best bets for the card. Um, let's get this multi up today, Darren. What's the, what's the standout, though? 
I've labelled Smart Little Miss in the first, uh, the best, best each way, uh, obviously, around the, the $12 mark. I think uh, she'll definitely run top three, in my opinion. And just taking the chance with Noble Conqueror, $12 now that uh, this may well be his race off the back of a good speed. And uh, if Brett Preble can get the gap at the right time, he might just follow through today. So a couple of value bets I, I'm focusing on. Omni Man does look pretty hard to beat, and Kalino's a great chance there in the last. Um, and I really do think Eagle Mont will win the highway. Beautiful, mate. Really, look, really like it. You're up and about. Up and about, yes. Um, it's been a lean, lean little period on the punt, I have to say. So, got to start rebuilding the bank today. hundred percent, mate. Um, how, how's Rose Hill look at the moment? Nice and fine out there. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky here. Um, yep, really, really fine conditions and bring it on. Look forward to the coverage, mate. Thanks for being a part of Behind the Gates again. Enjoyed it. Cheers, Luke and Hurls. And uh, will you be double, have a tab wound out the price now on South, 240 to make the top four? I heard you make a pretty strong declaration on Thursday afternoon. Hurls. Yeah, well, I'll be pulling uh, Melbourne's tail, that's for sure. And certain, uh, yeah, they would have gone out. Let's have a look. Yeah, I declared. Um, I declared Will you double I'll make dip? Top four. Uh, <laughs> uh, possibly not. Uh, let's have a look. Actually, top four. Uh, well, it's suspended actually because the round's underway. But yeah, I. Soft the way I home. looked at it, soft the way run. I looked at it, we're going to soft run home, yeah. and I think Melbourne. Yeah, if we can get Melbourne to drop a couple of games, we'll, we'll sneak into the four. But anyway, is Latrell ever going to come back at any stage? Next week, he's back next week. Yeah, he's oh, back okay. next, next, right. next week. Geez, you're copping some abuse off uh, off one of my mates here. Me How's your that? Tigers going, Flindell? Uh, South Ooh. one was another game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Darren, you're just getting <laughs> used to that, aren't you? You don't. You wouldn't care anymore, would you? Uh, no, you're right. I don't care anymore. I just uh, I, I go in expecting nothing, and I normally walk away with it. <laughs> oh, good on you, boys. Hurls, um, you have a good day, mate. Yeah, we'll do, mate. Races one to six, Rose Hill, Caulfield, and Doombin today. Place a win bet using your tab account. And if your horse runs second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. Place to your first fixed odds win bet using your tab account. Zach Lloyd, the favourite in the Jockeys Challenge, one seventy-five. Jason Collett, three forty. Dylan Gibbons at eight dollars. Then go out to Timmy Clark, thirteen dollars or better for the remaining uh, jockeys. And in the last, it's the best backed runner on the card, and wouldn't be surprised if it's short. Yeah, here we go. It's into three ninety now. This has been a really good go, Colino. Seven fifty into three ninety. Yeah. Um, and mm. favourite punters, uh, you know, on good terms themselves coming into the last. You often see them uh, absolutely launch, and as I said, just everywhere you go, just getting a tip for it. Uh, in the first, there, Darren, twelve dollars. Well, until you've gone on your top selection, Smart Little Miss. It's eight fifty into seven dollars this morning, and that race gets underway in fourteen minutes time. Oh, beauty. Hey, Darren, um, this would be a, mm. one of the most momentous moments at Rose Hill in recent memory if the Star Thoroughbreds, two champions, uh, Noble Conqueror and Kalino, can both lob on the same card. Yeah, I would have liked to have got the, the 16 into the 750 multi early. 100%. <laughs> See you, boys. That's uh, behind the okay. gates.